0: Network. This is The Ramsey Show, where we help you get control of your money, get ahead in your career, and get on the path to living well. I'm George Campbell, your host today, joined by Ramsey personality and best-selling author, Christina Ellis. And we are excited to take your call, 888-825-5225. We'll talk about your life, your money, the economy, what you're worried about, what you're excited about. We'll celebrate your wins We'll help you walk through whatever you're walking through. We are here for you. 888 5225 Joseph kicks us off in Grand Junction, Colorado. Joseph, welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. How can we help?
1: So uh, my question for today, uh, I started working for uh, the Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and uh, I'm 17 and was wondering if I should start a 401k and how much I should be contributing, uh, putting into that.
0: That's awesome, man. Well congrats on the gig. That's fantastic. Do you have any debt?
1: Thank you. Uh I do not have any debt. I uh love uh everything that you guys teach and I've uh followed all the baby steps and uh so far I'm I have my emergency fund and all of that. So
0: Wow. That's incredible. At seventeen. How'd you find out about this stuff?
1: Uh, uh my parents have uh taken your class and when I was a freshman in high school I started uh I took your guys' adult class, and I just kind of, like, man, this is pretty awesome. I enjoy this. So I've just, uh, throughout the many years, uh, uh, listened and try to see how to manage my money best. You
0: are wise beyond your years, Joseph. We love to hear it. Is, so uh, go ahead, Christina.
2: Is this the job that you want to do long term?
1: Uh, yes, ma'am. I uh, am pursuing a Game Warden, which is also part of the uh, Parks and Wildlife. So I started uh, a maintenance job with uh, them until I could uh, possibly pursue that.
2: Is there any further education that you're gonna need? Any college or anything that'll cost money to get educated?
1: Uh, yes, with uh, uh, pursuing a game warden, uh, you need a uh, biology degree and I'm pursuing fish and wildlife biology and that's a uh, four year degree.
2: That's awesome, when does that start?
1: Uh, I'm already taking college classes because of uh, the cheap costs with being a high schooler. And uh, I'm going to a community college to get all my uh, gen classes done. And then I'm going to a uh, university to uh, take the major uh, classes.
0: You're a rock star. I'm so impressed right now. I'm like, is this a prank call? (laughs) This guy is just crushing the game. So, Joseph, to your question... Should you be contributing to retirement? The reason we're asking all these random questions is because we're trying to figure out if this money would be better used to make sure that you can cash flow the entire college experience and get out debt-free. That's the only goal you have right now at 17 years old.
1: Yes. How much money do you have saved? uh, I have uh, currently about uh, seven uh, grand. Seven grand.
0: Do you know how much the entire four-year degree is going to cost?
1: So, uh, for the first two years, uh, with, uh, the community college, it's probably going to run about, uh, 8,000 for two years total.
0: Okay. And then the remaining two years,
1: uh, I believe that's probably going to be about, uh, um, 4,000 a year because it'll just be the major classes for the 6,000 probably. Okay.
0: Okay. I'd get real clear on that number and that becomes your A1 goal for the next few years is cash flowing that. So no, I would not be contributing to retirement right now because we have this very near goal ahead of us to cash flow many thousands of dollars. And so all of your income should be going into a savings account to make sure that we can cover that.
2: Right, and a lot of times exactly. on the front end, when you're looking at college, you can kind of underestimate the true cost. There's going to be cost of housing. There's going to be expenses as you go along, along with tuition. So it's like making sure you have that pile of cash set aside so that you don't have any risk of going into student loan debt is definitely going to set you up for success.
0: Yeah, and okay. What we've seen, Joseph, is you know some bright young people like you call into the show, and what I don't want is I got 20 grand in my 401k, but I'm broke and I have to go 100 grand because I didn't think about saving for college and I thought my parents had a plan. And so that's what I don't want for you is I see that happen too often where people are going, I should really start investing at 15 years old. And I love the spirit of that and the heart behind it. And I think you're going to be a multimillionaire before most Americans. I'm not worried about that. What I am worried about is making sure that we invest in Joseph right now, get through college debt free, get that job. And once you're a game warden, now we can invest because we don't have any huge okay. financial goals ahead of us, except for maybe, you know, upgrading in a used car, maybe saving up for a down payment, things of that nature.
1: Okay.
2: And you'll be able to save really aggressively too. It's, it's holding off on doing your 401k right now so that you can ensure that you get a debt-free degree, and then you're going to walk out of college with no debt, really ready to save up. Crushing it.
0: Awesome. Thanks for the call, man. Bryson joins us up next in Billings, Montana. Bryson, welcome to the show.
3: Hi there, George and Christina. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, it's a little,
0: a little bit uh, muffled, but we can get through it. Is this any better? Much better. What's your question?
3: Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll try to lay a little bit of groundwork. Um, Root of my question is: Is it the right time for my wife and I to prepare to maybe buy a home? Um, we got married last summer, um, and we've been uh, renting a little house here in town ever since, and it's been great. We um, we're on baby step three B ish, four ish. Uh, my wife is graduated with her bachelor's and she's working full time and, um, I'm working part time and going to school full time, uh, to become a nurse. Um, we, our lease is, um, up here at the end of March and we've been preparing we know that home ownership is a is a major goal of ours, um, and we've been trying to prepare to be ready to make that move. Um, if if it if it feels right, but we're kind of just not sure on the timing of it. If we've got a good enough window that we should maybe try to buy a home here or rent in the meantime until I'm done with school.
0: So, how much money will you have by March when your lease is up towards the down payment?
3: Um. We, we'd have about the right. We'd have about 70. We'd be pretty, pretty ready for a healthy 20 to 30% down payment.
0: And you've looked at homes in in the area and you're going, all right, we could do this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It feels like we could, I mean, whenever you're looking at homes and you're a millennial looking on Zillow, obviously you look at a lot of things that feel like maybe out of reach and very fancy and stuff, but yeah, everything else feels like, well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: you keep talking about how I feel about it, and I want to move from feelings to just facts on paper. And So what we say is 15-year fixed-rate mortgage with a payment that's no more than a quarter of your take-home pay. And if you can have 20% down on top of that and still have that payment be a quarter, then I am good with that. That's how you know you're ready. And uh, if you're done leasing and you're not ready, you might need to go month-to-month for a little while until you are ready, but don't rush into it. It is the largest purchase you will ever make in your entire life. So move slowly, do it with wisdom, do it with patience, and do it when you're ready. Thanks so much for the call. We've got more of that coming up. Give us a call, 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show.
4: If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster go to xander.com or call 800-356-4282 great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done people
0: I'm George Campbell, joined by Christina Ellis. Today, you're listening to The Ramsey Show. You guys know the housing market is hot. It has been for a while, and your house could be worth a lot more today than it is when you bought it. And that means your old insurance policy might not give you enough coverage anymore. And what's the point of paying for insurance that won't swing the cost to repair or rebuild your home? Now, some policies will automatically raise your coverage to cover rising home prices or material costs, but not all of them. So if your home's value has gone up, or it's been over a year since you checked your homeowner's policy, you got to talk to one of our endorsed local providers. Our ELPs are independent agents who will compare multiple policies to find the best coverage for your home and your budget. That's why they're Ramsey Trusted, because they'll put you first, period. Go visit RamseySolutions.com home to talk with a trusted home insurance pro today. That's RamseySolutions.com home. Open phones this hour, 888 Eli joins us up next in Los Angeles. Eli, welcome to the show.
5: Hi, thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. How can Christina and I help?
5: Hi, uh, yeah, so um, at my job, I make 110K, and I've been encouraged to go back to school to move up further up at my job. I'm just wondering if it's worth it. What do you do for a living? I'm a registered nurse at a mental health hospital.
0: Cool. What, and
5: the position I'm seeking is becoming a psychiatrist.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. So what does that entail as far as education?
5: Um, well, for, uh, my retirement age is 57. I'm currently 37. So I know becoming a psychiatrist will probably take at most 13 years. So just wondering if it's worth going do it. Who's pressuring
0: you to do this? Who's telling you you got to go be a psychiatrist?
5: Myself, I find an interest in doing it.
0: Okay, so you're in, this is on you, because you said it felt like there was outside pressures, which is never a good motive to do anything. But if this is your heart's passion, um, then it may be worth doing, but you want to do it a smart way where you can cash flow the entire experience. Yes.
2: What specifically makes you want to be a psychiatrist?
5: Um, I'm just interested in mental and physical health. Um, I used to be a personal trainer, so I'm, like, um, pretty fit. And I used to be a yoga instructor, so I'm, like, pretty, you know, peaceful at mind. I could understand people pretty well, so I think I'd help being a psychiatrist.
2: That makes sense. Do you think that there's any way that you could do that with being an RN, getting some of those things that you really enjoy doing, um, being able to do that in your career without going back to school for 13 years?
5: Um, I I can. I could probably do that, yeah, because there's a lot of overtime also out, being a nurse. So,
2: Do you have any um, money saved up to go back to school? Do you have any thoughts on how you'd pay for it?
5: So getting a student loan is
2: probably oh, yeah. <laughs> it. Mm. Well, we're never going to encourage you to get a student loan, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all about education and you know, supporting people get, getting higher education, but I do wonder if there's a way that you can reach some of those goals, get to fulfill that passion of working with people in the mental health world, helping them be well with the career that you have without going into debt. If you can cash flow it, fantastic, but if it involves student loans, we're definitely not going to encourage that.
0: You mentioned that. initially that you're partially doing this because you want to increase your income.
2: Uh, partially, that,
5: that's like a benefit of it.
0: But the problem is, you know, increasing your income while then having a half million dollars in student loans on the other side, you're not going to feel like you got a raise. Uh, okay. And so that's my worry for you is you get out of school and you go, oh my gosh, my student loans are $4,000 a month. And so the extra $3,000 a month I'm making feels like nothing. Uh huh. And you said your retirement age is fifty-seven. Is that just your when you'd like to retire?
5: Um, that's the earliest I could retire at my current job. Okay, I'm putting in twenty years of state service. What does that do for you? Is that a pension thing? Uh, pension, yes.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I want you to explore all the options. It sounds like you you want to be a psychiatrist. You want to help people in a different way. And there's a lot of paths in your field. I mean, you could be a nurse practitioner. You could do a lot of different things in that realm. And so I want you to really take a good hard look at kind of a cost-benefit analysis and go, all right, to be a psychiatrist is going to take 13 years and $500,000. Or I could be an NP and it would cost $100,000 and take three years. So start to really look at all of your options and then figure out how you're going to do that with cash. Take that off the table and then get creative and go, okay, what can I do and when can I do it if I'm cash flowing it?
2: Yeah, and I would definitely write out all the details because, I mean, you may even find 13 years sounds like a long time for a psychology degree. So make sure that that's
5: accurate. I actually have an associate's degree. So I said 13 years might be the max, but uh, it might be like... 10 years since I already had an associate and I could just transfer, you know,
2: I would definitely, we're all about getting all the options on the table. Get every, Mm -hmm. every detail, every program that you're interested in, every career path that could be a possibility, you know, weigh out, how much does it cost? And like George said, the cost benefit analysis to see really truly what your options are and how much they're going to cost in total.
0: And what if you could do the, you know, yoga instructor and personal trainer, you could do that as a side hustle while staying in R N mm-hmm. and you can make an extra hundred thousand dollars that could help cash flow, you know, the the education you need. Or you go, This is this is fulfilling to me. I don't need to go be a psychiatrist now. Mm, okay. So just I am just trying to get you to think outside of the box because right now it feels like there's two options. Stay in R N making hundred ten, or I need thirteen more years to be a psychiatrist to make an extra hundred or two hundred K. mm So just start really Do some research, talk to people who are in those fields, get a feel for what's possible for you. But no matter what you do, we want you to cash flow the experience so that you're not sitting here on the other end trying to pay lenders while stepping into a new field.
5: I understand. Cool.
0: Well, we're cheering you on, Eli. Thanks so much for the call. Uh, Crushing it. That's awesome. Amy joins us up next in Chicago. Amy, welcome to the show.
6: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on today.
0: Absolutely. How can we help?
6: Uh, I am 50. My husband is also, he's recently retired from police work and he has a pension. So his income is basically the same as it has always been. He just picked up a job working halftime as a teacher. It's not going to be a lot of income, but I'm just wondering what we should do with that income. Should I invest it in a traditional IRA or a Roth? Currently we have like 565 between my 403B and his 457. So the full 57, I know we could draw from at any time now that he's retired from police work. So is it okay to just take his whole check and put it in a Roth? Or at our age, is that not worth it?
0: Do you, you guys have any debt currently?
6: Uh, 12000 on a car. And we just upgraded all our cars, so our cash is down low now.
0: So do you not have an emergency fund?
6: Oh, uh, no. We, I mean, I've got like ten grand in the bank.
0: Okay, you got ten grand in the bank. You owe twelve on the car. Any other debt?
6: No, none. House is paid. Everything else is paid. Wow. We've got College funds for the kids. We'll have to start paying on the third kid's college because we don't have enough saved for them. But I feel like we're able to put away about five thousand a month now, and just live on my income because uh, the house is paid off.
0: Well, uh, you guys are in a good spot. You got some goals ahead of you now. Well, number one, we're going to pay off that car asap. And if that means dipping into all the savings minus $1,000, keep that in there, then we're going to pay off that car next month. And then we're going to be about the business of getting a three to six month emergency fund in place, and then we can start investing. But until then, we've got priorities. We've got to get rid of the debt and have a solid financial foundation because one thing goes wrong right now, and you guys don't have the money to pay for it. That's a scary place to be.
2: Right. And then once you do that, once you have that solid emergency fund and you have you know all the debt paid off, then start dreaming up, what do you want retirement to look like? Do you guys have a vision you know, for what that looks like? What kind of money you need to have um, in order to make that happen? And then sit down with the SmartVestor Pro and they can walk you through how much you need to be saving each month in order to reach that goal.
0: Absolutely. You can get in touch with one at RamseySolutions.com and click on Trusted Pros there. But I love the idea of having a vision. When do we want to retire? Oh, and by the way, we're in our 50s now. There's some great catch-up contributions we can make in our IRAs. So look into all your options. A SmartVestor Pro can help with that. I want you guys to retire with dignity, with no debt, sending all the kids to college completely debt-free. Man, how's that for retirement? I love that plan. Way to go, Amy. This is The Ramsey Show. joined today by Christina Ellis, and we are pumped to take your calls about life and money. The number is 888-825-5225. If you just need a third party to give you some confirmation, you're at a crossroads, you're not sure what to do, you think you know, you got some bad advice from a, your brother-in-law on get rich quick on crypto, we're here to help you with whatever you're facing in life. 888 825 five two two five Jim joins us up next in Billings Montana Jim welcome to the show hello hey what's going on
7: well um, we retired in uh, 2015 uh, and we followed the Dave Ramsey uh, baby steps and are totally debt-free have been since we retired and I was just wondering at this point in time uh, it would it be better to try and invest anymore or just, uh, live off of our, uh, retirement funds and our pensions or what should we be doing now? How much do you guys have in retirement? Uh, about 600,000.
0: Okay. And what about the pension?
7: Uh, the pensions are about 6,000 a year. I mean, a month. Okay. 6,000 a month.
0: Is that enough to live yeah. off of the pension alone without touching the retirement accounts?
7: Yeah, we haven't touched anything since 2015. Uh, Nice. And you've had a
0: great retirement so far?
7: Yeah, we do everything we want to do. And uh, we, you know, we uh, donate at least 20% to uh, charities and uh, we do everything we want. And we've got emergency funds and everything in place.
2: Wow. And
0: you still have margin left over after that. And you're going, what do we do with this money? Yeah. hmm That's a good problem to have.
2: Yeah. Is your house paid uh, off? Yeah.
0: Yes. That is fantastic. I mean, this is the dream, Jim. People are listening in, going, "How do I be Jim when I grow up?" <laughs> this is awesome. So, to answer your question, should you continue investing? Yeah, investing is a great thing to do, even in retirement. Do you have kids?
7: Uh, yeah, we've got two adult children. Great.
0: Well, how old? You said you guys are how old? Uh, we're both seventy three. Seventy three. Okay. Well, let's say you know you can go another twenty years. This pension for life. What's the details yes. of this? And is there a, a survivor piece to the equation with the pension?
7: Uh, on mine, yes, there is. Uh, I w- I'm retired military, uh, so I, I set it up that uh, about fifty or sixty percent will still go to my wife if I pass away.
0: Great. I just want to make sure that she's taken care of. Um, I mean, you have 600000 which is, it's not nothing. And as that money continues to grow, if you don't touch it, you know, you're going to see at, you know, let's say 9 or 10% growth. That's some serious growth over the next 10, 20 years. Right. Especially if you're yeah, not touching
7: it. Yeah, all we touch is uh, the required uh, minimum distribution. That's all, all we take. The RMDs.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Are and, you working and with and a financial advisor? And, and, and Yes. Okay. And do you like them? They've been treating you well. You feel yeah, like they're teaching you.
7: Yeah, we got him early on. Uh, he was an ELP, and uh, he's moved on from that since. But we really liked him, and he's always done good for us. So great.
0: I want to make sure you have someone in your corner who's looking out for you and doing the the crunching all the numbers. Going, hey, here's what this money yeah. looks like for the next you know twenty years. But absolutely, if you've got money left over and you're living the best life you can live, having the amazing experiences and you're not, you know, pinching pennies in retirement, then I think it's wise to continue to invest and they can help walk you through what those options are at your age.
2: How so, much is your house
0: worth?
7: Okay. Uh, about 400000 That's awesome.
2: amazing. So you guys are officially Baby Steps millionaires. You followed the plan <laughs> and you're
7: yeah. living the life. Yeah, well... Yeah, one day we're a millionaire, and the next day we're down to nine hundred fifty thousand. So I oh, never yeah. called in for the millionaire show because I never know exactly where I am. But depends you know, on what the stock market's market doing, doing. <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Well, with that yeah. pension, but that changes the, everything for you guys. So that's awesome that you have that extra income. And thank you so much for your service, Jim.
7: Yeah, we uh, our pensions are about well they, they, everything it rolled into one is a little over eighty thousand a year. So
2: that's not bad. That is awesome. I love that you guys are living out that so that, you know, we have so many people calling in talking about, you know, the struggles of having debt and trying to save right now. And they're a lot younger in their journey. And you guys are setting the example of what that so that looks like. You're able to give generously. You're able to live and do all the things that you want in retirement. So really good job. You can hear the levity in his voice.
0: He's just like, I got some extra money. What do I do with it? Life's good. Thanks so much for the call, Jim. Appreciate it. Jan joins us up next in Kansas City. Jan, welcome to The Ramsey Show.
8: Thank you so much.
0: How can we help today?
8: Well, um, my husband and I are both um, still working. We're in our late 50s. Um, We got married late in life. Um, We weren't good at saving before then. But right now, we are within um, arm's reach of paying off our house. Uh, awesome. Otherwise, we're debt-free. Um, we actually have enough in savings to go ahead and just write that check and pay it off. But my husband is looking to um, need a new car. He's got a 275,000 miles on his car. And um, so we're kind of trying to decide, do we just keep plugging money away? To eventually get him a car when his finally, you know, kicks the bucket or um, should we go ahead and t- bite the bullet, pass the house and then, you know, hit real hard, put all that money that we were putting in the mortgage into um, saving for a car. It's
0: yeah. What's what's your income household?
8: Uh, together about 110
0: Okay. And how much is left on the mortgage?
8: Uh, 25000
0: Love it. And how much do you have total in cash and savings? Uh, $26,000. Oh. And how much is that? of that is your emergency fund? All of it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, it uh, doesn't look like we're doing either of them right now, but you're so <laughs> close. You're going to be there. My guess is about 15 or 20 of that is going to be a three to six month emergency fund for you guys? Right. Okay. So let's say we have an extra, let's call it twenty grand is the emergency fund. So right now you have six thousand of you know money you can do whatever you want with. You can throw it at the house, you can put it towards the car. And personally what I did was I waited, I had a crappy car and I waited to upgrade it until I paid off the house. And that's just me personally. I need kind of the the carrot dangling in front of me to keep me motivated for my goal. And that might be the same for you guys, based on your personality.
8: Right. What do you think? You know your husband. Yeah, I mean, he would like a, a different car. It doesn't have any AC in it. Um, oh, and, boy. In yeah, the Kansas City the dash- summer? Yeah. And How the much is it to fix it? Out, uh, quite a bit. Oh. Quite a bit. Um, you know, he's had he's had to dump quite a bit of money into it, but it's cheaper than a car. So um, And the dashboard sometimes doesn't work, so that's kind of dangerous. That's comforting. Driving, so okay. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Well, there so may be a, uh, a
0: stopgap solution where we go, all right, we're going to get a car. It's going to be better than the one we have, but we're going to spend six to seven grand to get him a, a different car right now, a used car. Then we're going to attack the house, and then once we have the house, we're going to start saving up to get him a better car. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what I would do yeah. if I was in your shoes. Christina, can uh, she may have a different take.
2: No, I think that sounds great. That's what I was thinking. I do wonder um, about how long do you think it'll take you all to pay off the mortgage if you do that strategy and you buy the car, five $6,000 with the cash you have? About how much longer are you looking at mm-hmm. to pay off that mortgage?
8: Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, right now we're trying to do double payments. Um, and so we're looking at maybe two or three years
0: three years to pay off 25 grand I feel like you guys can do better than that okay that's my challenge to do to you what a year making 110 <laughs> okay. with with no payments except for the house you know we're, we're know. Pe- you could I do know. this
8: well we've been slamming stuff into you know savings every month too for the emergency fund so that's our awesome. car fund so well, that's kind of where we've been Uh, So we should put more toward our house is what you're saying.
0: That's what I would do. I mean, I'd get them something for now. That sounds like miserable just driving around that thing. You guys are working too hard to be driving that thing around. So upgrade that, attack the house, and there's always another car out there we can get later on. But do it with cash. Don't go into debt. Call us back when you're debt free. We love to hear it. This is The Ramsey Show. Joined today by best-selling author and Ramsey personality, Christina Ellis. And we are taking your calls about life and money right here on The Ramsey Show. 888-825-5225. Tony joins us up next in Raleigh, North Carolina. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, George. Hey, Christina. How are you? We're doing great. What's going on with you?
9: Yeah, um, I just um, a question. Um, I know I had kind of sold my vehicle about a year year or so ago, um, to kind of fast track, um, becoming debt free, which I am now.
5: Nice. Um, I know
9: my, uh, my sister actually had a car that was kind of just sitting, uh, at my parents' house, um, her old car. So I kind of fixed it up, put about 2000 bucks into it and, uh, kind of have, you know, driven that, um, since last, last year, sometime beginning of last year. And I think, um, it was kind of for my niece, she's going to be graduating I'm high school soon. So I know her parents weren't going to have the money to fix it up. So it was kind of a win-win for both of us. Um, but I know she's going to be getting her license, um, pretty soon. Um, and I knew this ahead of time, but I did become debt free. Um, I don't want to go back to getting another, um, auto loan. I'm scared that might affect me and, uh, you know, saving towards my emergency fund, um, or also, you know, home buying later down the road. So I just want to know what my, um, exactly what my options were now.
0: Well, your options are to buy a car with cash, and that means we're going to buy a car with cash and save up and buy a car with cash. Save so up. It's that car. simple. So, what kind of car would you be looking at?
9: Um, I know in my research, I definitely know now I want a Toyota or a Honda, just a basic, you know, sedan, Corolla, Civic. Good man. Um, you know, something used, old.
0: Okay. So, have you looked at your area in Raleigh and said, "Hey, what is a you know what's a 2012?" civic gonna cost.
9: Yeah, I have. Um, you know, I just know now with my, you know, my emergency fund um at about uh at about four or five thousand now in that in that emergency fund. Um and I know she's gonna be, you know, get her parents don't live here. Um they actually live in Greensboro, so I know that I'm gonna have to be giving her that, you know, that car back soon. So that's where the, the worry came uh, in that I so would we
0: gotta get the emergency fund beefed up but also get you a car, ASAP. Yeah. How soon do you have to yes. give
9: it back? Um, I would say within the next, I would say maybe five, six months or so.
0: Okay. And you got the car for free, but you put two grand of repairs into it? Yeah. yeah. The we the idea? Parked. Okay. Yeah. So if we got a few months, how, what's your income? Uh, about 50, 52000 a year. Okay. What do you do for a living?
9: i um, in an operations airport.
0: Cool. Well... How quickly could you get a $10,000 emergency fund and then save up another 6 or 7 to get a car? So we're talking another 15,000 saved within 4 months? Yeah. What would that take? Could you take some side jobs, some side hustles?
9: Yeah, I could. Work I overtime. Could, I sure. don't know
0: what your situation is at work.
9: Yeah, I could work yeah, I can work some overtime. Um Definitely, you know, have a few jobs here or there um, just to make up the income.
0: Yeah, and this is for a short season. I'm not talking two years of this. I'm saying for four months, can we basically double our income in order to be in a real good spot when we have to hand over this car?
2: And I would get really clear on the timeline of this. Like you're saying maybe five to six months, but obviously if we're trying to save super aggressively and get to that goal of a car, a month or two is going to make a huge difference. So I would have that conversation as soon as possible just to figure that out. So then you can map out, you know, what do I need to save each month? How many extra jobs do I need to get? What does this journey actually look like? And you also may want to adjust the type of car you get. Like if you're, if they're like, Hey, we need this car in two to three months. I mean, maybe you're looking at a $5,000 car for right now, and then you can save up and get something better in the future.
0: Yeah, it's a great point there. And if you could just say, hey, listen, I'm going to have this money by March. Does that work for you guys? Can I give her the car then? And if they're a little bit flexible or she can borrow a car for now and give you a little more time, that's going to really help your situation. Okay. Are they pretty flexible? Sounds good.
9: Yes, they are. Um, They are. I guess I just kind of got caught up in the, uh, I guess, further... I guess further down the road, you know, where we are now and, you know, just rent prices and things like that, I kind of start to get a little worried, um, you know, that that would kind of affect the budget, you know, in terms of if I were to get another car or if they're not, you know, flexible, if I do have to give it back. Um, So i was just kind of a little nervous, just a little nervous about that.
0: Well, have no fear. We're going to create a sinking fund line item in your budget that is for that new car, and we might put that in a separate savings account versus your emergency fund because it can get all squirrely when you're just looking at one savings account going, well, I have enough for a car, but I don't know if I have my emergency fund now. So I would separate the two and get set up a new savings account just for the car, and that way you know exactly where you stand at all times.
9: Sounds perfect. But your
0: A1 is getting that emergency fund beefed up to three to six months of expenses. Do you know your monthly expenses right now?
9: Um yeah, I'm at about I would say about 20 about 2500.
0: 2500. Okay. So 4 no, months would be say, 10 I'm sorry. I would say maybe about 1700.
9: I'm
7: sorry. 17. 2,
0: oh, okay. So we're talking about 10 grand or so would be a fully funded emergency fund and you're you're close to that. And so within a few months, you'll be there, and then the next few months, you're going to be focused on saving up for that car. And whenever you have to give it back, whatever car we can get for that amount of money, that's what we do. And it may may mean getting scrappy, and we're going to Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist and negotiating and doing it with a a cashier's check and trying to get a deal, but that's going to be your best bet sounds
2: good well and it's obvious too that you're willing to drive a car that you fixed up and that that's what you've been driving recently so i think if you just kind of keep that mindset of like i'm not really going for a <laughs> no one's
0: going to be impressed with this car <laughs> right.
2: and that's okay we're running our own
0: race and tony's good with that appreciate the call man james is up next in columbus ohio james what's up
10: hey George and christina how you guys doing
0: so great what's going on with you
10: I'm um, good, so I had a question um I'm currently in college and I'm going into my junior year and um my question um so I guess to give you a little bit of backstory first um so my first year of college, I actually ended up taking about out about three thousand dollars in student loans um And I've been, you know, working really hard to try to make sure I don't have to do that anymore. Um, So over the summers, I've been working different internships and, um, you know, trying to save some money that way. Um, But I've also been working during the school year as well. Um, So during the school years, uh, I have a part, I guess sort of like a part-time job um, working as like a laboratory assistant. And here recently, I've just got offered, um, you know, two different I guess, you know, job offers uh, to work part-time um, for two different companies uh, outside of the school. So, um, and I guess my, my dilemma with that is, um, so working as a laboratory assistant, it's been really good because, you know, it's sort of more flexible with my, my school schedule. So I, I feel more comfortable, you know, um, being able to get my school work done and, and also, you know, them sort of understanding you know, how my schedule is and working with that. Um, with these two job offers that I I got, I'd be, you know, working outside of the school and, um, Do they understand you're a student?
0: Will they be flexible with your schedule?
10: Um, so I think they do. I, I had a conversation with both of them. I think they, they do understand. Um, the, the thing though there is that, um, with those two job offers, those would be more so in my, you know, career field, um, I should clarify, I'm an architecture major. Cool. So, um, working, uh, with those, you know, one of those two companies that I, you know, just had the chance to talk to, um, it would one, you know, help me get experience, but two, also, um, allow me to collect hours towards, um, my exam that I would have to take, um, to become a registered architect.
2: Is it also a bump so, in pay?
10: Um, say that again, I'm sorry. Is it
2: also a bump in pay?
10: Um, so pay is about even across the board, um, yeah, I'd say that all the positions would be relatively even playing field as far as pay goes.
0: Okay, have have you gone down that path then? Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's in your career field. Uh, just you got to be in communication with them and say, "This is what this looks like for me to take this part time job. Are you good with that?" And have that in writing. And then move forward with it, man. That's awesome.
2: Get clarity, because I think this could be a great opportunity. Make sure you completely understand the hours, the opportunity, and what's involved.
0: As Ken Coleman says, clarity breeds confidence. There you go. Ken Coleman quote to end this hour. Thanks to Christina Ellis, all the folks in the booth, and to you, America. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you before you know. Do you love a good day, Brand? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, we've got more where that came from. As you know, at Ramsey, we're always looking to protect our listeners from scummy companies, slick marketing, and money myths. I'm George Campbell, host of The Fine Print, where I do the research for you to help you rise above the system that's designed to keep you broke and in debt so that you can become confident in your money choices. Check out The Fine Print wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.